Are you happy with the way how your people communicate and talk in the organizations? In my experience, many teams from now are really struggle. And the way to notice that is actually how people talk, right? They talk in a way that doesn't really generate different level of results. Well, in this episode, I'm going to tell you what is not working and what is the best way of changing the language so you can really achieve breakthrough performance. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the World Class Leader Show. As I mentioned in my previous episode, one of the things that I've been noticing a lot is the fact that many people are really struggling today to take responsibility, to be really committed to results. And uh, there are many reasons. So, you know, one thing that we said last week was, you know, that the level of uncertainty and complexity in the situation, the instability in the market, plus, you know, the, the, the fear of making bad decisions, uh, the, the culture that is in place organization. So there are many factors that actually they are preventing leaders right now maybe from showing up powerfully and taking the responsibility that they, they need to take. Another reason that to me is very important, I didn't address in that episode because it requires a little bit more time, is actually how people talk. So as I said in my preview of this episode, the way how people talk in organizations is so critical, it's so important, but it's also very underrated. To the point that we think that the way how we talk is important because we know it's important, but doesn't really make a huge difference when it comes of, you know, bringing completely different results. Actually, there is a strong relationship between the way how we talk and the results that we are able to produce. But first of all, let's see what is not really working. So when I work with teams, especially at the beginning of our journeys, the one thing I notice very, very often when we start conversating about the future they want to build or you know, the, the strategic initiative they're working on, they start really talking a lot about <clears throat> what happened in the past, you know, the, the root causes of the current problems or situation they face. So what is not working? Um, you know, what they missed in the past. So there are a lot of, lot of things that come up, you know, in the conversation, which is good. I mean, generally speaking, we need to have that conversation, right? To understand really what happened in the past you know, what is not working, you know, in, in other words, these are the lessons that we learn, you know, through our journey in our business uh, setting. So that's fine. I'm not saying that this, this type of conversation is useless. By the way, it's very important. But here's the thing. People normally, in my experience, when they start talking about the past, they really get comfortable about talking about the past. Why, in your opinion? Because, again, it's very comfortable. Talking about, about the past doesn't make you enroll in a different set of action in the future. I mean, sometimes you, of course, take actions based on, you know, the, the, the analysis that you made about the past. But the reality, what I see is <clears throat> many people in organizations, they stay there. They stay there. And in other words, what I, what I mean by that is they, they like talking about the past. They like explaining things. They like justifying what happened. And that is easy, honestly. That's an easy conversation. You can stay hours. 
and you can engage people, right? You can have a very engaging conversation talking about the past. And it's interesting because people talk about the past in this way as if by talking this way, they can actually change the future. So that's unfortunately how things work. And if you really want to have a completely different level of results, I want you to consider to start talking in a way that generates commitment. So it's completely different language, right? So it's not anymore about the past, but it's more about, okay, now what? And this question is so important. Now what? Regardless what happened, we know what happened in the past, and most likely everyone in your team, in your organization knows why things are not working. Everybody knows. Why? Because we keep talking about the past. We keep talking about things, no, why things don't work, right? So to change that, first of all, if you are a leader, so if you are a team leader, the one thing that I want you to consider is actually interrupting people when they start actually going into, you know, their rabbit hole about the past. You can interrupt them. Also, you can set the meetings, the conversation earlier and say, look, today we are not going to talk about the past. Past is not part of the conversation today. I want to see solutions and specific commitments. All right, so that is the, the number one thing, really. Stopping the flow, stopping the flow of that level of conversation. So, and how can you actually have a conversation about the future, right? So it's a committed language, which is, again, very different. And a committed language is what really produced a different level of results. How can you do it? Well, first of all, you need to be very specific. Even sometimes when I see teams, they have a level of commitment in their language. But the problem I see is it's very generic. So they say something like, so let's uh, reconsider our positioning in the market. or we need to deliver a different level of results. These examples are great because these are not good examples of a committee language. That's, to me, it's more like a wishful thinking. You know, we will change, we will do that. So it's not specific. What we exactly need to change is not clear who's going to do that. And even most importantly, it's not clear when will be delivered. So these three elements, if you think about, are so critical, so critical. And again, people normally, in I would say in average or low-performing teams, they're not talking this way, right? They're not talking about specific commitment they're going to actually take in a meeting in a team. And by the way, it could be an ask that people do or promise, look, I'm going to do this, 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 buy that. So this level of specificity is critical for success. So another thing that is related to a committee language is how people talk in terms of the words that they use. We said earlier that um, a past-driven conversation normally um, includes a lot of words, right? Long sentences, long words, things that might be probably you know, summarized in one single sentence with four or five words. But why people using more words than usual? Well, maybe because also that is their personal style, so it's not very direct, which is fair. I can understand. It's not effective, but I can understand that. 
but also because people, again, are very comfortable to stay there, you know, to talk about the past. So they spend more time to explain, justify, color every single thing that happened. In a committee language conversation, that doesn't work. In a committee language conversation, it's very succinct, direct, straightforward, with clear directions, with clear instructions, and with clear requests if there are requests to put on the table. That's how really teams can completely turn the tables. That's how actually high-performing teams operate. People talk collectively in this way. They're very specific and they're very clear on the commitment they're taking. And by the way, by talking this way, the level of commitment increase enormously. Because sometimes, you know, I hear people say, yeah, you can have a committee language, but at the end of the day, it's all about actions, right? So if people don't do what they say, it's completely pointless. It's true, and that's fair. But in my experience, when people actually have that committee language, they tend way more than other people to then do what they said. Because that is part of their dignity. That is their personal reputation at stake. So when people see that everyone's talking in that way, they feel immediately committed to deliver. Believe me, try because that is incredible and amazing things that you can see in teams, especially if you think your team is good in talking, but it's not in good actually in executing on delivery. And we know execution is one of the major problems across industry in our times. So I wish, you know, the conversation that we had today is useful and believe me, it can really change the performance and results you're expecting for your team. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Drop me a line on LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts and maybe, you know, share your experience with you and you can share yours with me and see what works, what does. I'm really curious because, you know, I'm a human performance lover. So I know I want to understand how people perform, how humans perform in different conditions. So please drop me a line on LinkedIn. And by the way, if you want more, remember, we have an amazing newsletter that goes out every week where I can essentially summarize the episodes that we bring on the show, but also I bring more lessons and insights and tips from my experience work with teams and with leading organizations across the world. So I hope you like it. So, and if you're celebrating, I would like to wish you happy Easter and see you next week.